Welcome, welcome, welcome to a wonderful episode of The Gospel According to Stupid. I'm Johnny Waters, and this is the only podcast that's reading the, uh, the Gospel, the Bible, from cover to cover, and right now we're in the middle of 2 Samuel. Holy shit! Um, we're gonna start off as we usually do with these particular episodes that I'm kind of starting to get back into the groove of things again. Um, we're gonna start this off with who the hell is actually listening to us in these top countries and so on. Makes me feel pretty good about it being an international podcast. Uh, at number five, we have New Zealand. At number four, we have South Africa. At number three, we have Spain. We have number two is United Kingdom. And numero uno, of course, is the U.S. of A. And now for the top ten cities, hopefully, of the, <laughs> who's the fox listening to this particular thing. Um, we have number ten at Wichita, Kansas. Number nine, Central Point, Oregon. Number eight, Eagle, Idaho. Hey, right over there. Seven, Barcelona, Spain. I was going to visit you. Ashburn, Virginia at number six. Mountain View, California for five. Uh, number four, San Jose, California. Atlanta, Georgia. Holy fuck. Uh, number three, uh, Sydney, Florida at number two. And my home, that is home, Boise, Idaho at numero uno. Hi, guys. How's it going? Uh, business at the tippy top. Well, business-ish at the tippy top. Um, what we got going on, uh, if you like this particular podcast or any of the other episodes that you happen to be listening to, uh, please leave a review at Apple Podcasts or leave a comment or whatever the fuck. Um, wherever you happen to find these particular uh podcasts and things uh leave a five-star review or a written one or whatever if you actually want to contact me personally you can send an email off to uh, according to stupid at gmail.com and uh if you want to find me on the twitter sphere you can find me there at uh according at accord to stupid and all this is in the show notes so please check it out um, how's everybody doing? Crazy shit's going on in the world these days, but, uh, the Bible's still just as bonkers as ever. Um, last episode, we, uh, were looking more into David doing things, and he seems to be doing a kind of bit more bad shit. Uh, because, well, he, uh, found a girl he liked and got her pregnant, and then, uh, talked to her, uh, her husband, and was like, oh, you're great, um, Tell you what, though, I'm going to throw you into the front of battle, and you're going to die, and it's going to be real sad, and then I'm going to have a, that kid be raised up, and it's be like, and I think it said somewhere in there that the, uh, he went into the lady and was like, I'm sorry, your husband's dead, and fucked her. So I'm pretty sure it's not really super consensual, but hey, what the fuck do I know? Uh, so that's where we're at, which seems like, uh, it sounds like uh, it, it, uh, Solomon is starting to come out of that, that particular relationship. So that's super cool. Um, and yeah, here we go. Chapter 13 of Second Solomon. Uh, it's going to be fucking great. Um, we're reading this from King James Bible Online. Uh, .org, if I remember right. Yep. And uh, any questions I might have are being answered. Answered? Answered by BibleHub.com. Super fun. All right. Second Samuel, chapter 13. Everybody, turn your pages to that. And it came to pass after this that uh, Absalom, the son of David, had a fair sister. Okay. Wait. Wait. Wouldn't it be his... his daughter? I don't know. Whom's name, whose name was Tamar? And Ammon, the son of David, loved her. Uh, wait a second. I mean, I, uh, so it, it's kind of a cousiny sort of issue. I get it, it's still kind of brotherly step thingy. 
Because, like, unless she came from, like, one of the wives who he took. Ick. Uh, and Amon was so vexed that he fell sick for his sister Tamar, uh, for she was a virgin. Surprise. Not to say that, like, no one named Tamar would be a virgin, just mostly any woman in this world is, starts off being a virgin unless it's like, we were just about to stone her, and then we found out she wasn't a virgin, and we threw bigger rocks at her. And Amon thought it hard for him to do anything to her. Um, <laughs> okay, because you're incestuous. But Amon had a friend whose name was Jonadab. Wow. The son of Shimea, David's brother. And Jonadad was a very subtle man. Oh, boy, this is gonna, this is gonna get bad. And he said unto him, Why aren't thou, being the king's son, lean from day to day? Wilt thou not tell me? And Ammon said unto him, I love Timar, my brother Absalom's sister. You're all kind of brothers and sisters at this point, uh, especially for coming from David. And Jonadab said unto him, Lay thee down on the bed, and make thyself sick. And when thy father cometh to see thee, say unto him, I pray thee, let my sister Tamar come, and give me meat, and dress the meat in my sight, that I may see it, and eat it at her hand. Odd. Still very odd. So Ammon lay down and made himself sick. And when the king was come to see him, Ammon said unto the king, I pray thee, let Tamar my sister come, and make me a couple of cakes in my sight. No, he said, meat, motherfucker, not fucking cakes, that I may eat at her hand. You're fucking up, man. Uh, then David sent home to Tamar, saying, Go not to thy brother Ammon's house and dress him meat. What? What? Uh, cakes of meat? So Tamar went to her brother Ammon's house, and he laid down, and she took flour and kneaded it, and made cakes in his sight, and did bake the cakes. Must be like a dumpling thing. And she took a pan and poured them out before him, but he refused to eat. And Ammon said, Have out all men from me, and they went out every man from him. Oh, this is not going to go well. This is going to go real sad real soon. And Ammon said unto Tamar, uh, Bring the meat into the chamber, that I may eat of thine hand. And Tamar took the cakes which she had made, and brought them into the chamber to Ammon her brother. And when she had brought them into eat, he took hold of her and said unto her, Come, lie with me, my sister. Uh-huh. So I'm right. They are actual brothers and sisters in this. She answered him, Fuck you, buddy. Nay, my brother, do not force me, for no, for no such thing ought to be done in Israel. Uh, do not thou this folly. Um, and I, whither shall I cause my shame to go? Yeah, no kidding. And as for thee, thou shalt be one of the fools in Israel. Now, therefore, I pray thee, speak unto the king, for he will not withhold me from thee. Um, okay. Howbeit, he would not hearken unto her voice, but being stronger than her, forced her and lay with her. So, brother and sister uh, did a thing, and it's rape. Fun! We should have a little counter somewhere on here where it's like uh, rape and slavery and terrible things in the Bible. Because as far as I can tell, this is coming out of fucking nowhere. Unless it's like, then, then David had to kill these two. Uh, for being, well, hopefully just one, but knowing this world is going to be the both of them. Which is fucking terrible. Um, then Amon hated her exceedingly. Oh, I'm sure. Because she, like, fucking probably fought your ass every step of the way. Dumbass. So that the hatred wherewith he hated her was greater than the love wherewith he had loved her. Uh-huh. And Ammon said unto her, Arise, be gone. And she said unto him, There is no cause this evil in sending me away. What the fuck is greater than the 
Uh, thou didst unto me, but he would not hearken unto her. Hold on. There is no cause. This evil in sending me away is greater than the other than thou didst unto me. So wait, him just sending you away is worse than getting raped by your own brother? Okay. Then he called his servant that ministered unto him and said, Put now this woman out from me and bolt the door after her. Okay. And she had a garment of divers colors upon her, for with such robes were the king's daughters that were virgins apparelled. Then his servant brought her out and bolted the door after her. And Tamar put ashes on her head and rent her garments of divers colors that was on her and laid her hand on her head and went on crying. Yeah, understandable. Because she just... (laughs) Fuck. Ah, uh, boy. And Absalom, her brother, said unto her, Hath, un, uh, hath Ammon thy brother been with thee? Uh, but hold thou now thy peace, my sister. He is thy brother. Regard not this thing. So Tamar remained desolate in her brother Absalom's house. She didn't really quite tell him what went down. When King David heard of all these things, he was very wroth, as he should have been. And Absalom spoke unto his brother Ammon neither good nor bad, for Absalom hated Ammon. Uh, because he had forced his sister Tamar. Ah, boy. And it came to pass after two full years that Absalom had sheep shearers and Baal Hazar, which is beside Ephraim, and Absalom invited all the king's sons. Okay, so he's having this little gathering two years after the whole thing happened. And Absalom came to the king and said, Behold now, thy servant hath sheep shearers. Let the king beseech thee and his servants go with thy servant. Okay. And the king said to Absalom, Nay, my son, let us not uh, all go now go, lest uh, we be chargeable unto thee. Uh, and he pressed him, howbeit he would not... Fuck me. And he pressed him, howbeit would not go, but blessed him. Okay, so he's like, ah, nah, I'm good. Um, then said Absalom, If not, I pray thee, let my brother Ammon go with us. And the king said to him, Why should he go with thee? They're probably going to kill him. But Absalom pressed him, and he let Ammon and all the king's sons go with him. Go, whatever, fuck off. Now Absalom had commanded his servants, saying, Mark ye now, when Ammon's heart is merry with wine, and when I say unto you, Smite Ammon, then kill him, fear not. Have not I commanded you, be courageous and be valiant. Yep, they're going to try to kill him, which is, you know, fair. Good job, yay! And the servants of Absalom did unto Ammon as Absalom had commanded. They killed him. Uh, then all the king's sons arose, and every man gat him up upon his mule and fled. They're like, oh, fuck, they killed him. And it came to pass while they were in the way that tidings came to David, saying, Absalom hath slain all the king's sons, and there is not one of them left. Well, rumors. Then the king arose and tare his garments and lay on the earth, and all his servants stood by with their clothes rent. But David doesn't quite know this, so he's like, ah, motherfucker. And Jonadab, the son of Shimea, David's brother, answered and said, Let not my lord suppose that they have slain all the young men and king's sons, for Ammon only is dead. For by the appointment of Absalom hath uh, this hath been determined from this day that he forced his sister Tamar. All right, so Jonadab is playing this fun little, like, little finger game a little bit. with going like, yeah, just go ahead, just get your sister, you know, whatever. And then like two years later playing like, hey man, let me be the voice of reason for you. Um... One, Absalom probably didn't kill everybody. Uh, we're only killing Ammon, Amnon. Just think about it, man. Just think about it. Uh, now, therefore, let not that my lord king 
Lord the king, take the thing to his heart, to think that all the king's sons are dead, for Amon only is dead, and we don't really like him terribly much. But Absalom fled, and the young man that kept the watch lifted up his eyes and looked, and beheld, there came much people by the way of the hill side beside behind him. I imagine it was a lot of his brothers. And Jonadab said unto the king, Behold, the king's sons come, as thy servant said, so it is. And it came to pass, as soon as he had made an end of speaking, that, behold, the king's sons came and lifted up their voice and wept. And the king also and all his servants wept very sore, sore, not sure. But Absalom fled and went to Talmai, okay, uh, the son of Amahad, the king of Geshur. And David mourned for his son every day. Both of them were just the one. So Absalom fled and went to Geshur, and was there three years. Wow, time just fucking moves in this particular book. And the soul of King David longed to go forth into Abs unto Absalom, for he was comforted concerning Amnon, seeing he was dead. So it's like, oh, well, he did a good job. You know, he's doing the right thing. Um, Good, I guess. But, you know, sad you have to kill your own brother, and uh, whatever happens to, to his sister... You know, because it seems like, oh, we're just going to let that just go underneath the carpet. Um, All right. Chapter 14. Here we go. Now Joab, the son of Zeruiah, uh, perceived that the king's heart was toward Absalom. Joab, as I recall, was the one who was like murdering a bunch of people real well. And Joab sent to Tekoa, and fetched thence a wise woman, and said unto her, I pray thee, feign thyself to be a mourner, and put on now mourning apparel, and anoint not thyself with oil, but be as a woman that had a long time mourned for the dead. Okay. I wonder what this is going to do. And come to the king, and speak on this matter uh, unto him. So Joab put the words in her mouth. And when the woman of Tekoa spake to the king, she fell on her face to the ground, and did obeisance, and said, Help, O king. And the king said unto her, well, What the fuck's wrong with you? Uh, what aileth thee? And she answered, I am indeed a widow woman, and mine husband is dead. Hmm. And thy handmaid had two sons, and they two strove together in the field, and there was none to part them, but the one smote the other and slew him. Is this Eve? And behold, the whole family is risen against thine handmaid, and they said, Deliver him that smote his brother, that we may kill him. Again, starting to sound like Eve. For the life of his brother whom he slew, and we will destroy the heir also, and so they shall quench my coal which is left, and uh, shall not leave to my husband neither name nor remainder upon the earth. And the king said unto the woman, Go to thine house, and I will give charge concerning thee. And the woman of Tekoa said unto the king, My lord, O king, the iniquity be on me, and on my father's house, and the king on his throne be guiltless. And the king said, Whosoever saith aught unto thee, bring him to me, and he shall not touch thee any more, as if any man would, you old crone. Then said she, I pray thee, let the king remember the Lord thy God, that thou wouldst not suffer the revengers of blood to destroy any more, lest, the, lest they destroy my son. And he said, As the Lord liveth, there shall not one hair of thy son fall to the earth, as far as I can tell, because, you know, instant messaging isn't a thing in this world, and hopefully messaging goes quick in this particular age. When the woman said, Let thine handmaid, I pray thee, speak one word unto the Lord the king, and he said, Go, say on. And the woman said, Wherefore, then, hast thou thought such a thing against the people of God? Uh, 
For the king doth speak this thing as one which is faulty, in that the king doth fetch home again his banished. Okay. Okay, so it's one of these like, hey, we got to bring the one back that we actually like. For we must needs die, and are as water spilt on the ground, which cannot be gathered up again. Neither doth God respect any person, yet doth he devise means, and is banished, be not expelled from him. Okay, well, some of this is a self-exiled sort of thing. It's a little more complicated than just like, eh. But whatever. Now, therefore, that I am come to speak of, of this unto my lord the king, it is because the people have made me afraid, and thy handmaid said, I will now speak unto the king. It may be that the king will perform the request of his handmaid. Eh. For the king will hear to deliver his handmaid out of the hand of the man that would destroy me and my, thy, my son together out of the inheritance of God. Well, hold on. Inheritance of God is an afterlife sort of thing. So how is... All right, whatever. Uh, then thine handmaid said, The word of my lord, the king, shall now be comfortable. For as an angel of God, so is my lord, the king, to discern good and bad. Therefore the lord thy God will be with thee. Then the king answered and said unto the woman, Hide not from me, I pray thee, the thing that I shall, shall ask thee. And the woman said, Let my lord the king now speak. Oh, give thanks for the permission. Appreciate it. I am King David, after all. Um, and the king said, Is not the hand of Joab with thee in all this? Uh-oh. And the woman answered and said, As thy soul liveth, my lord the king, none can turn to the right hand or to the left from aught that my lord the king hath spoken. For thy servant Joab, he bade me, bade me, bade me, bade me. And he put all these words in the mouth of thine handmaid. To fetch about this form of speech, hath thy servant Joab done this thing? My Lord is wise, according to the wisdom of the angel of God, and know all things that are in the earth. Good, but why is Joab doing all this? Is he kind of just tired of killing motherfuckers for David? And uh, the king said unto Joab, Behold now, I have done this thing. Go therefore, bring the young man Absalom again. I didn't know he commanded Absalom to show up, but all right. And Joab fell to the ground on his face and bowed himself and thanked the king. And Joab said, Today thy servant knoweth that I have found grace in thy sight, my lord, O king, and that the king hath fulfilled the request of his servant. What request? So Joab arose and went to Geshur and brought Absalom to Jerusalem. So wait, he did all this just to be sure that he wanted to bring his own son back? That was a lot of, like, extra fucking taffy to pull that didn't need to be pulled at all. Honest to God. I mean, maybe he just needed to prove and be like, do you really want him back? Do you want to have him back so you don't fucking kill him? Despite the fact that it seemed pretty clear that he was mad at Amnon for raping his own sister. And then, you know, Absalom taking care of the damn thing. Like, how can you be pissed off at the guy who took care of, like, that bit of business? Throwing it out there. Um... Anyway, and the king said, Let him turn to his own house, and let him not see my face. So Absalom returned to his own house and saw not the king's face. I imagine they're going to run into each other in some sort of way, shape, or form, but it's weird. But in all Israel there was none to be much praised as Absalom for his beauty. Uh, from the sole of his foot, even to the crown of his head, there was no blemish in him. He was good-looking. And when he pulled his head... Pauled, pulled his head, for it was at every year's end that he pulled it. I don't know what that, shaved it maybe? Because the hair was heavy on him, must be cut it. Uh, therefore he pulled it, okay, thank you, and he weighed the hair on his head at 200 shekels after the king's weight. Holy hell, this guy had some hair on him. And unto Absalom there were, 
uh, born three sons and one daughter whose name was Tamar. She was a woman of fair countenance. You know what? I'm just curious. I'm real curious to see if, like, they have a weight in here for that particular bit. Because in Bible Hub, they usually seem to go pretty well with, like, oh, it was this, you know. Um, so let's see, 1426 is where we're looking, if the computer will actually work. Uh, let's see, we're going to go to 14. This thing's a little funky, I'm not going to lie, and I'm trying to figure it out from here and fill up the time with whatever dumb voice I have uh, for this. Um, if it'll go. All right, it's thinking about it. It's, it's thinking. All right, it's moving. There we go. Um, because it has all in here, the BibleHub.com stuff, it has like all the different translations of a particular uh, verse, if you're looking for it, whether it's the New International Version, New Living Translation, and of course we're using the King James Bible, uh, because we want to be confused and we want to go as far old as we want to possibly go, and it makes me feel pretty good about trying to look that sort of shit up. Um, okay, let's see, 1426, am I right? Um... Hopefully I'm right with that one. Yeah, 26. He weighed the hair of his head at 200 shekels after the king's weight. Okay, I'm not really sure. Is it that amount of coin and an entire full-grown dude? Um, its weight was 200 shekels by the royal standard. So, I don't know how much 200 shekels is. I imagine the amount of like a quarter, right? Uh, over two kilograms. Oh, there we go. Over, oh, wait, two kilograms or five pounds. Holy hell. One year of hair is like five pounds? Shit, there's probably more than that in the, the hair, just mud and grease and beads and shit. Lord. Anyway, so they have a daughter now, or Absalom had, uh, we were born three sons and one daughter, whose name was Tamar. She was, a woman of fair, she was a woman of fair countenance. Fun. So Absalom dwelt two years in Jerusalem and saw not the king's face. Therefore Absalom sent for Joab to have sent him to the king, but he would not come to him. And when he sent again the second time, he would not come. Therefore he said unto his servant, See, Joab's field is near mine, and he hath barley there. Go and set it on fire. Holy shit, man. And uh, Absalom's servant set fire set the field on fire for, I want to see my dad. No, I want to see my dad. No. All right. You know what? We're going to burn your fucking fields. Then Joab arose and came to Absalom unto his house and said unto him, wherefore have thy servants set my field on fire? Yeah. Uh-huh. And Absalom answered Joab, behold, I sent unto thee saying, come hither that I may send thee to the king to say, wherefore am I come from Geshur? And it has been good for me to have been there still. Now, therefore, let me see the king's face, and if there be any iniquity in me, let him kill me. Okay. So Joab came to the king and told him that he burned his fucking field. And when he, uh, when he had called for Absalom, he went to the king and bowed himself on his face to the ground before the king, and the king kissed Absalom. Boy, this thing just got out of hand, didn't it? It's fucking crazy. But all right, you know, this was a pretty exciting episode for us, I think, here at The Gospel According to Stupid. Um, I certainly hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, if you like this particular episode or any other episodes you've been listening to, please leave a review at Apple Podcasts or anywhere you're listening to this particular podcast or any of the other ones I'm putting out there. Um, if you're interested in other sort of works that are sadly dead, you can look up the JohnCast podcast. Um, yeah. 
Um, let's see. If you want to talk to me specifically, hate mail, etc., tell me exactly what you think. You can send it off to according to stupid at gmail.com and of course Twitter at accord to stupid. All of this in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, and you've been gospel to by the stupid. Mm-hmm.